0: Good evening, and the Four Blades in a pub are back. Uh, we had every intention of being a bit more regular with our recordings, but the games came thick and fast, and so did our schedules. But my word, things have really uh, really kicked into gear as the season's progressed. I'm John, and I'm delighted to be here this evening on Zoom with Dan. Good evening, mate. Evening. Ian. Good evening. How's the struggling off? It's
1: very nice. Thanks for asking.
0: Tesco's finest. And last but not least, obviously, sporting a new glistening kicks hoodie by the looks of it. Philip, good evening. Good evening. How are you? You're right there. You look a bit cold, John. Uh, I'm not so bad. You funny, funny, funny man. Um, I was I well, I don't know where to start really. Uh I, I was incredibly excited last time we all spoke about how things were going to go, and results have been superb recently. Obviously, they had a bit of a stumbling block on Saturday, but I think. Personally, it was the infamous one game too many. I don't know how you lot saw it.
2: We were always going to lose a game, and with with the best will in the world, the amount of changes which I, I can't blame Hecking bottom four. Part of it's been enforced, part of it's from been been through keeping players fresh. It was going to bite us on the ass at some point, and it was, was no real surprise that it was against Millwall and Jake Cooper was the one that caused the problem for us.
1: I mean, you say that you know he had to do it. There it was, a, I thought, it was some unnecessary criticism online on Saturday pre-match, as if people are just setting themselves up to then go in two-footed at the final whistle if we've lost. It, to me, it, I'm with you. We had to, we had to make changes. We've got to keep it fresh. Um, and actually, i you know the changes he made. I'd rather him focus on the getting something out of Blackburn, knowing win a home game with a with a tough away game. You know, on paper, it, whenever you got to Millwall, it's tough
3: thing is, if he, if he doesn't make those changes and he, he, he plays burger and he plays Gibbs White from the start and one of them pulls up lame after half an hour and he's out for the next six or seven weeks, everyone would have been saying, can't believe he's played burger two games on Trot. Everyone knows he can't play two games on Trot because he's not fit at minute. So he's kind of damned if he does not damned if he doesn't. He's, and he's the one that's obviously got the the information from the training, the information from the... Um, the strength and conditioning guys and the physios saying, you know, he's in the, the red zone or whatever it is they call it these days. You know, he's having to do what's best for what he sees as, as the right decision, and, and we can't really blame him for it. I but
2: this, oh, especially this, having uh, lost three players to, for the rest of the season, possibly four, in recent games. Anymore, and it's going to really hurt. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: hurt us anyway, but it's
2: going to cripple us.
0: 100% Phil, and also like Dan, you touched on there, we're not... This isn't like somebody writing the team on a pack of fags on a Friday night. This is based on stats. This is based on science. This is based on like the advice that he receives. Like those, there's, there's been changes in every other game, and now all because we've lost one. I think some people feel that like it's, you know, acceptable, but, like to level criticism, and I think that's absolutely think nonsensical.
2: Losing two on the bounce. Uh, sorry, drawing two on the bounce. So we drew at and drew a Hull. And, I mean, in, in the whole game, especially, we've created enough to win four or five games, in fairness. Just didn't take our chances. And there were people losing the shit after that. One quote was that it was indecisive management from because he can't make his mind up what the team is. It's just... i just let him manage the team. It's, it's Surely indecisive
3: management would be putting 16 players out because you can't pick your best 11. That would just be going, yeah. I can't pick it, fuck it, I'm putting them all out. Let's see if I can get away with it. That's indecisive management.
1: Sure, Warnock tried that once.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they were all strikers and Paddy Kenny. But,
1: but no, I think I think you're right. I think for me, it's kind of we have got a tendency at the minute, and, and people might say our huge positivity after the last pod was a bit of an overreaction. I think the results show it wasn't. But we're, we're a fan base at the minute, we're just so emotive after every result, you know, and it, it is like being on a roller coaster. I, I kind of stepped away from reading stuff on social media around the matches because people were just getting massively carried away when we won and absolutely just slashing the wrists at a nil-nil draw when we've dominated. And actually, the difference between Hull and Swansea for me was getting a goal. And if you get a goal, we put two or three. I think we said, as we went back to the seats at our time, down, we we'll could we win this two or three-nil because I think we'll yeah. get that goal. And we genuinely believe we'd get that goal. Now we didn't, and we drew nil-nil. But that's the difference in some games for us. And when you know, from from having a, a plethora of striking options, all right, not all of them contributing, but actually being part of the way we play and creating chances, you know, we've got less options now. So it is going to hit us hard, and we've got to work that bit harder to find those goals. That once we get the one, I can I see us going on to win matches comfortably.
0: Well, Saturday as well, <clears throat> within all this, like you know, rotation, rotation and stuff, and that is fine to that we're doing it like the entire game hinged on NGI having a good game and he had a completely anonymous game so this is and and this is why the problem now we're seeing with the injuries too Bogle and if you don't have Gibbs Whiteberger on the pitch Norwood was doing his thing Horahan was very ineffective on Saturday as well but like we've got and without like a bogle there to like add a different dimension we really we really were one di- dimension we'll go and talk about other individuals I'm sure but you know anyone who was playing up front in that team on side he was feeding on scraps and Millwall was incredibly well drilled we play the match matches up formation wise and they they were actually quicker than us on the breaks we've got Burley on the wing and things and maybe there is a balance between having to rest the likes of Berger and stuff, and then I'm sure if Heckingbottom could play the game again, he would maybe like to start, maybe start at Berger, giving him 50 minutes, 60 minutes, and then took him off. But, but like, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And Millwall are up for it, and they're always up for it. And, the, and the, he's had about 100 jobs, and he's finally starting to do all right again, Rowett, isn't he, this time?
3: I think in an look, ideal world, you don't, you have one of Berger or Gibbs White on. One of, one of those two start all the time. Obviously, like we've said, he couldn't start both of them because they were both, both injured. Because realistically, those two and Jai and Bogle are the only four players you could describe as creative, who who can do a bit of something that the rest of the team can't. The rest of the team are, are good, but they're, they're very functional, you know. So if you've got all four of the, oh, sorry, three out of them four out, and one of them not playing particularly well as NJ did, we are always going to look a little bit, a little bit stodgy, aren't we?
0: Hundred mm. percent, mm. and it it probably it was a game too far after going like weekend midweek for so long. That's it. We ourselves as we did against Blackburn.
1: Well, we we played seven games in twenty-one days or something like that. Yeah, you know, twenty-two days, and we took fourteen points from them. So well, two points a game, we should be absolutely delighted with them, particularly given the yeah. start we made this season. You know, yes, there's teams in there that you'd argue we should have got better results against, be it Hull, or some people would, you know, were probably more positive about what we should have gone up against Millwall or away at Huddersfield. But we came from behind at Birmingham, we comfortably beat West Brom, we beat Blackburn, who are up there with us. I, I just, I, I just struggle with the, the the slasher response to to this period of matches and and how the manager's gone about it. You just got to trust him.
0: I think it's, I think that's the hangover of like we talk about the players having a bit of a hangover from last season. I think the fans are that used to watching football on the sofa and then like throwing every throwing every like emotion out afterwards about like how bad it was and stuff, and then almost removing themselves from the fact that this is a completely different season to last season, not only in the fact we're in a di- different division and things like that. But like football is different for the football, play- for the for the players, but it's different for us as supporters. Like, you know, we need to, I think we need to regain a bit of that. I think I always believe if you go to a lot of matches, you tend to be a bit more measured in your criticism. And that's no offence people who don't go all the time. Not everyone can afford to go all the time. You tend to be... You're part of like the hardcore goes all the time. It's had to be a bit more measured in how you don't get too to quote Chris Wilder, you don't get too high when you win, you don't get too low when you lose. Like it's we just like, I think that might be been Nigel. I just think
2: it's always it's always irritated <laughs> me, but at the moment I think it's even more highlighted. Give them some slack. They're gonna lose games of football. You're not gonna win every game. We shouldn't have beat Blackburn, really, let's be honest.
0: No. We did it was good though, we wasn't it?
2: But we'll lose games between now and the end of the season. It's how we bounce back. It's how we react from it, and that'll be really interesting. With a really tough
0: game coming up and a tough game coming up next week as well. Well, I said today, if we if in if in the next five games we we've done well, if we get nine points, ten, we've done really well. Eleven, superb. And if we manage to get twelve or above, it's like dreamland. If we got nine points, we're still very much in the mix. Every other team's going to be playing each other. People have, people lose to random teams. Middlesbrough, yes, last night. Good luck to them. They beat Spurs. They also lost to Barnsley at the weekend. You know,
3: I, I was thinking about this today. I think there's a no, normally you'd say two games coming up. You're better off you're better off winning one and losing one than drawing two. Obviously, because you get three points rather than two? There's almost an argument to say two draws is better than a win and a loss over the next two games because if we draw both games. It's status quo with both those teams. We've not pulled any points on them. They've not pulled any points on us.
1: Mm. If
3: we beat Forest, for example, but lose to Borough, Borough then, that allows them to to gain points on us. So it's, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but personally, I think two draws is better than a win and a loss. over the next two games. Because then everything... In terms of giving the other team momentum as well. In terms of not allowing, yeah, not allowing Forest or Borough to get any momentum, to get any more points on us, to, you know, it's... We draw against Forest, we draw against Borough. That's it. We've got those games out of the way. You know, we can't... Um, we're not going to play them again this season.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I like think, say it sounds, it sounds strange, but... I take your point. I'd rather not lose either game than lose one of them in, in that respect. And I don't know. I, I, I think this, this next week could be a bit of a defining week for the season. I know there's still a lot of games left to play. But if we can come out of this week having won both of these games... Oh, that,
0: yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah she, I mean, we could be reaching for the stars, couldn't we, Phil, as uh, someone wrote on Twitter earlier. Um, we well,
2: no, could be reaching for the moon. We might make the stars.
0: Who knows? Have, I, we, have we gone all
3: less Club 7
0: here? Or? Yeah. When the world, apart from that one who went in big Brother and was really racist, but yeah, we've got a bit. Of... So
1: has he been replaced by Carlos Arba then?
0: <laughs> yeah, Carl's Carl been very positive on Twitter earlier when we were having to flick through, but... I I agree, Dan, to an extent about not giving too much away, but also I I think we do want the points in the bank, surely. The, the thing you know, for me is, yeah. that,
1: but, but if you look at the fixtures, so obviously Borough have come through 120 minutes last night. They've then got Luton, albeit at home on Saturday. Now, for Luton's form, you'd say they've had an off day against us. I thought they were terrible, but they're picking up results. That's not an easy game on the back of a, a, you know a a hard cup tie against a Premier League side, and then they got also obviously also the following.
0: Luton also playing tonight against Chelsea. Though to be fair,
1: to be fair, they but were... they, but then it depends how they how they come through that. You know, if they're out in ninety minutes, it's... But they've
2: just lost their first choice keeper injured after about five
0: minutes in
1: that game. Oh bloody hell!
0: <laughs> choice keeper also injured, and it's uh, what one all at the moment. Just in case anyone was wondering, Sol... Has just
1: equalised Chelsea because Luton were winning. It's hard, isn't it? Because, it, like you say, in an ideal world, you'd want you'd say Luton is a, is a difficult match. All right, yeah. That I forgot they were. I have to admit, the cup being midweek is just messing with my mind. But you know, they've then got Forest looking ahead to a cup tie on Monday. Uh, yeah. Um, against a, a winnable cup tie against Huddersfield. You know, it's not easy, but it's. It, let's be honest. If you're going to play anybody at this stage of the season, uh, cup, you want to play so either someone in your division or a division below.
0: And Huddersfield still. and Huddersfield are looking forward to that game as well. Yeah, yeah. at the weekend. So, I don't know who they're playing, but Huddersfield as well. Are, they're at thirty-five games. Everyone else is a bit below them in terms of. I think Huddersfield have played their full allocation of fixtures, which is yeah. maybe put although their third maybe puts them in a somewhat false position. Of, yeah, they've got, they've got uh, Peterborough they Friday
1: see. night. Pardon? So they've, they've got Peterborough Friday night, Huddersfield.
0: all oh, right well.
1: But then that's an easier game going into it on paper again. They, 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 I think Gary McAntony's book of potential manager contacts is about two pages long with two names on it that he just keeps flipping over like a pad. It's like a Rolodex of manager candidates. It's got two on it yeah kids, kids Rolodex is this thing they used to have that used to put your contacts <laughs> on and you used to flip it over ask your, ask your grandparents <laughs> so
0: as We're always really, the cultural so references to are, lovely, uh, the top Ian will be putting a video explaining it on top tick later um, but yeah it's um, okay, John, it, it's interesting uh, I, I didn't go, John I didn't go to the game what was Karen Gordon like Steady enough, um, he's got... There was a couple of times where they broke with their pacey winger and Baldock had gone meandering. Uh, And I think Gordon was a bit... You could tell there was a bit of hesitation. Do I go out to the ball or do I hold the line and things like that? But I think that was... Any centre-half will tell you running back towards your own goal is quite a lonely place, especially if you're playing with Playing with new people around you, so I wasn't criticising too much for being indecisive in that. I remember a really decent block tackle where they were on the counter attack on the on the touch line. he almost fell on the ball. We didn't really have another option, and they were doubled up on him. That was pretty impressive. He was he was he was steady enough, and I think um, it was a big call to play him. But considering how the defenders seemed to be dropping like flies. Probably sensible to not put Davis out of position, particularly as I've touched on there. Burley Bailey, I can't remember which it is. The the winger who was playing down that channel was really quick. So if Davis is on the wrong foot, it's and he's having to it's just it would just be a nightmare for him. Um so yeah, I thought he had a really solid game, to be honest. Interesting
3: that uh, yesterday for the 23s, Starbuck and Sariki both got 45 minutes. So I think Siriki started and got taken off at half-time and Starbuck came on for the second half, obviously. With Baldock, I know Ekinbottom said today there's a good chance he'll play at the weekend, but I would imagine that was... The idea there was to give them both 45 minutes with the possibility that you would have thought one of them, probably Starbuck, will be on the bench at least again on Saturday if, if there's some doubt against. Uh, there's some doubt over Baldock.
0: Yeah, I mean, Baldock went, Baldock went down... Um, for quite a bit of time, I think it might have even been in the first half, and uh, it was like, "Oh gosh, what we're gonna what we're we gonna do here?" All right? Someone near me was like, "Oh, Fleck will go right back," which was, I mean, I'm still trying to understand his logic now. Well, that's uh, Sam. By right. Sam sense, there? that
3: sounds like that sounds
0: like that sort of thing he'd say. I was he... next to Sam, and Sam, Sam, like me, was uh, just a, very disappointed. As anyone who was on the terrace will say. The sun was out, even though it was the end of February and it gave you a false impression of how warm it was because it dropped very, very, very quickly in the second half and it was bloody freezing. But um, it was, I think the game itself was such a terrible game of football. Uh, and then they came, they had a the one that flashed across the goal bit, you've probably all seen, where I was like, oh, we kept that out. And then obviously Norrington-Davis, Looked to soft free kick. Their replays don't aren't really conclusive, but looked to soft free kick to give away. And I thought Norrington Davis has continued what I've thought for a while that he's just very, very, very average. Um, and and they scored. I, I think he's
3: played well the last few games. In fairness, last 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 few games, I, I think him and Robinson have been have been fairly solid down on that left side, and he's he's got forward well. He's all right. His final balls not brilliant, but. He's better now than he was at the beginning of the season. I thought he was. I thought. I thought he was below average at the beginning of the season. I, I still think he's no more than functional. That, yeah, he's, he's yeah, not I... great, but he's certainly he's certainly not as bad as he looked at the. He's improved from the beginning of the season. I would
2: say. Yeah,
0: I agree. I. Uh, I also. I from whispers. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Osborne pushing that position when he's back. From what Ekinbottom's been alluded to, so when he's talked about the fallback areas, he mentions Osborne before Stevens. So, I mean, we've discussed Osborne at length. He's another maybe functional player, but I think you probably get a bit better quality delivery out of Osborne than you do out of Norton Davis. I did Steven, think...
3: Stephen's out of contract at the end of the season. Is he one of the ones that's out of contract or has he got another year?
0: I think I, think, we'll look. I think he might be next summer, Dan.
3: Yeah, I think he is. I, I didn't think I remember his name on that list
0: who were out. Osborne's out of contract, isn't he? Yeah,
3: Osborne is, yeah.
0: Um, but... I think it's. Um, I think it. Well, just I'm going to mention it. There was a. There was a bit spells play near the end. And you know when you watch somebody like you've, you've been to Melwood, that, that that upper tee, it's quite steep. You look down, and Chuffin do Sharp did this weird thing where he, he got the ball, and then he saw Norrington Davis making the run, and he played a pass for him to get onto. Now, Norrington Davis is quite athletic. He got there, but he nearly bloody—he nearly pulled his hamstring by by getting there. And it, oh, Luton have just scored by uh, by getting there. It was a really weird bit of play towards the end of the game, and I thought Norrington Davis was 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 done, but he thankfully he wasn't because until Stevens or Osborne get back we're really really short in those fallback areas and it it really does worry me because I do think we play quite centrally at the moment but in the wide areas like we do need them to still be quite we still need some quality there it's I, I don't know we'll see we'll see how the squads progress i guess in the next two weeks or so
3: obviously the best left back in the division can't play on Friday
0: well. Yeah. Uh, like it's funny isn't it and, and and this like ties into something that like we're going to talk about when we talk about a specific player from my point of view is like you know it's very we, we, it's very easy to forget isn't it now max Lowe is he flurry I think the reason Max Lowe is playing well is Forrester playing well and they've got a really good manager. I don't think he you know I, I don't think he's become an amazing player and I don't think were we do you think we even had the opportunity? Had the finances or ability to recall him? How would it have worked in January? I don't know, but could I
2: counter that argument a little bit that he was in a side plane of horrendously badly without Jack O'Connell next to him? Yeah. Like, maybe we
0: just didn't see the best of him. I'm, I'm only countering your point. I think it's one of those, though, isn't it? It's very, very easy to... Like construct a narrative around a player when you're not watching him every week and how he'd improve your side and things like that. I, well,
2: think, I think it'd be interesting come the summer if, if Stevens is what, thirty-four now, Osborne's is out of contract, um Norrington Davis isn't what we thought he would be. We've got a player on our books that is quite a dynamic wing back. Do we sell him or do we do we look to keep him? I suppose I it depends. A, what what sort of
3: wages on if we, if he's one of the ones that we're possibly looking to offload and B if Forrest want him what they're prepared to pay for him? Interesting. What did we actually pay? What did we pay for him in the end? Because it, it was part, was of, the like couple, part of the double deal million, with
2: Bogle, were
1: not it? It must have been four or five million of that, wasn't it? I
3: think Bogle, was Bogle nine,
0: ten million?
1: I think Bogle was about eight or nine, and then he was the balance, wasn't
0: he? Yeah. It's a like Kyle Norton... and. Uh... Kyle Walker situation, isn't it? But unfortunately, nobody we didn't win, particularly there. You
3: know what? I was, I was I was explaining that to, to someone the other day who's was, who was not a not a blade. Um and I'm explaining the situation and he, and he kind of said, What's the Kyle Norton, Kyle Walker thing? I said basically Spurs off Spurs offered us a load of money for Kyle Norton, and then at last minute went, If we throw a bit more money in, can you throw that walker kid in? And we went, Yeah, without even thinking about it. And he, he couldn't get his head around the fact that Cal Walker was almost the afterthought in that deal, and was the you know the I think went for about a third or a quarter of what Norton did.
0: Whereas every Derby fan can't believe that somebody paid that much for Max Lowe. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I, well, he, he's he, he's one of the most long-term contracts at the club, though, isn't he? He's got another yeah. two and a half years. So yeah, we'll have yeah. Unless Forest go up, or like we say, so that'll be interesting. I think he, what is good about that is they're obviously playing well, Forest, and they're quite balanced. Um, I didn't realise Grabben was injured as well.
1: It's interesting because uh, I was looking who they go up front, and they've obviously got Keenan Davis up there, that Brennan Johnson who looked dangerous. I think when we played him at their place, and that Zinchenko playing just behind, but they've still got players like Surridge. On the bench, you they signed from Bournemouth?
0: Surridge. Well, Surridge is um, Surridge was part of the World Cup squad with Booster in that lot, wasn't he? Mm. So uh, it's a highly rated player, uh, but he's he's not scored for a very long time. Yeah, Brennan, Surridge, Surridge Brennan,
1: and Lolly were on the bench last week.
2: Uh, yeah, Brennan's the one to watch, I think. Uh, Brennan mm. Johnson's the one to watch. I think he's a really good looking footballer. I think. And he'll, I mean, any... he'll, he'll
3: spend a lot of the time
2: on his ass. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, he is a
0: very good footballer. If and, uh, they Spence don't go will right be a
2: big move. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Spence at right back is, is very good as well. Looks really, he's very physical. they like randomly on loan from Middlesbrough, though. So, you know.
1: That's one of the players we were telling them they should recall when they were avoiding playing us at Christmas.
2: Refused, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, he refused to go back. Said his said his career at Borough's done. I'm not going back.
0: Wow. Eh? Well, there we are. But um so in terms of like lots of you talk about the extreme reactions on, on Twitter. Uh shall we have a chat about Mr. McVerney? Why not? We can. That be a positive way to finish it. Let's do that. Well, I don't feel like it should be... I, it's not the only thing we should talk about, but I, I feel like he, he's a weird one. Um, and I think on Saturday, he was really poor. As was Sharp, as was NJ, as was about five players. I didn't think he was any better or any worse than anyone else. Yet, apparently, he was the reason we lost.
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll make an admittance here. On, on Saturday, him playing starting... And yeah, all right, he didn't. All the players were as bad as him. But a non-contribution again meant I sent a tweet that I've had there in my drafts for a while, just finding the right time to send it. And it's a play on the song and it's, you know, he's our striker, he's a number nine defensive headers in the red and white, because that's all he's brought to us. He's always great for coming on for the last 15 minutes to seal up a game, give us some height and attack it back. He gets that same header in the, in the opposition box. It doesn't look like burying it and and that's that's my issue with McBurney you see these sporadic bits but actually maybe it's the job he's brought on to do to an extent but it's not it's not what he's in the team for and and how many chances under three managers now does he need
2: there was a stat this week i thought i found really interesting and it's how his game affects sharps impact on a game hmm. so with sharp this season hmm. I think they've scored two goals between them in and however many games, non-contributed by McBurney, I should say. But obviously, without Sharp, without McBurney being there, Sharp looks not only more dangerous himself, but he's more creative. And I think him him having that kind of striker partner doesn't necessarily work to Sharp's strengths.
3: Mm. I, I get I get what you're saying, John. That obviously he played poorly on Saturday, as did. Uh, Sharp, as did N'Jai. That That's fair enough. The difference being those two players have credit in the bank.
1: Sharp yeah.
3: Sharp could basically, like realistically Sharp could have a stinker from in, in every game he plays for us between now and the end of his United career and would still get a round of applause if, every time he comes back for the next 30 years. N'Jai's had games this season where he's looked outstanding or he's tailed off a bit, but he's going to be a plus point for the season. A, an off performance from McBurn is not an outlier. That's,
0: no. the, that's the standard. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd be kind to agree with it. I just I just was trying to, like, think about... So, you, people say, like, he hasn't scored for all these games, which is fact. He hasn't scored in, in, the, in the league for all these games. But well, I just was like, I thought I'm going to have a bit of a look at this and, like, try to understand if, if this is... Are we talking about do you remember like when Akin Bay was at Wolves and he played every minute of every game and didn't score? Maybe missed that chance in front of the cop at Bama Lane when he slid in. Do you remember that one? I do. Pain remember. Like right. he should have buried it. Like so and what frustrates what's frustrating me about McBurney is I don't think he is actually missing loads of chances. I don't think he's getting in enough good positions on Saturday. There was times we got it in the right areas. His movement wasn't where it needs to be. But this season, he's only actually started six games, and that's been with 15 as a sub in the league. Within that, he's played 90 minutes three times, okay? Played 120 minutes once against Southampton in the Cup, where he scored. The amount of times he's had like consecutive starts, I think, uh, was the Huddersfield and Hull games. Ironically, we didn't score, which suggests... But I, within, within those times this season, he has also uh, been on the pitch for less than 15 minutes, 10 times. So the stats are sort of like they inflate the lack of potency in front of goal quite a lot. But what I'm just trying to say is, if he had played five to 10 games in a row, and drawn a blank, and he'd go, come off at seventy or played ninety minutes, then maybe the comments such as the worst signing in our history, one of the worst players we've ever had, absolutely stealing a wage, etc., would be completely founded. But he's not consistently starting and, and messing up, so I, I think it's. I think we can criticise him for not scoring because he isn't, but we, can we do it with a bit more realism? Or am I? Giving somebody more credit than they deserve. Uh... I think you're trying to. I think you're trying to look for the positives, which is,
2: I, I give you credit for, because I always try and do the same. To be fair, and a bit of what you're talking about there is the Lee Mousse syndrome when we signed him from Bournemouth, isn't it? That he was criticised for scoring one goal in 900 minutes or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, you're right. He needs to be given a run of games, and then we can judge him. He's played three out of the last four, and in the three that he's played, we haven't scored a goal in. All right, four games isn't a massive sample set, but how many, how many more do you extend that to? Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I've seen a, I've seen a snippet
3: of an interview with Ekinbottom today where he's basically said, you know, his record suggests that the goals will come. I disagree. His record throughout his career is one in four. And and fifty almost 50% of those came in one season for Swansea. He had that last season where he got 22 for Swansea. He's got 46 goals in his career. 22 came in one season for Swansea. He got nine in one season for Barnsley. Other than that, it's been ones and twos and threes. One in four. And bear in mind the majority of that has been played Championship and below. Obviously, he had a season and a half ish with us in the Premier. One in four. That doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't speak to me of a striker who. When he gets on a roll, will score a shed load of goals. It's not like he's averaging one in two, one in two and a half, and he's just having a dry spell. He's, and just I know I know we spoke about it ages ago on the on the pod, and I think Ben mentioned it on Blade's pod the other week. Doesn't it doesn't, doesn't kick a ball well, He doesn't strike a ball well. There's there's certain players that you look at, the way they strike the ball, sharp strikes a ball well. Brewster strikes a ball well. Norwood strikes a ball well. Norwood doesn't. He looks like someone that's kicking with his wrong foot. He always looks like he's kicking with his wrong foot.
1: That's that chance against Hull that felt him on the edge of the box. Was it it the back heel from Gibbs White or the layoff from Gibbs White? And it was as if, it was like watching somebody receive it on his wrong foot and just, he he kind of screws his body up and just tenses up in a really strange way as he's kicking it as if there's n- there was no confidence there. It was like you say, it was like it was like the ball was coming to him and he'd never kicked a ball before. And he kind of half-assed knocked it through to the keeper with you know Could no been no been real confidence.
2: power. Could that have been a bit of confidence that he's just trying to get the ball on target.
3: I've said this for ages and like I said Ben's mentioned it as well on Blade Pod. He just he doesn't look like someone who's got good technique with the ball at his foot in terms of striking a ball. And, and do you know what I mean by that? You see some players... Yeah, yeah. If you're right-footed, you're you, you natural, you know, you bend your knee and you strike through it. If you're right-footed and you're kicking it with your left, you almost tend to keep your legs straight and just kind of swing your leg like a golf club
2: at it. And that's that's some what he players, does. He, he... Some players strike a ball and you almost don't hear it because they hit it that cleanly. Yeah. Whereas he looks like he scuffs everything. Yeah, everything looks
3: scruffy. Yeah. Everything looks. I, I do know what you mean. I'm... Oh. Basham's the same to us. Basham Basham doesn't strike a ball cleanly, but it's not as key for him because he's not trying to place it accurately, you know, within you know, within the kind of frame of the goal. There are certain players who just they don't strike a ball cleanly, and, and unfortunately, if you're a forward, that's a you know that's a
0: it's a big part of your game. But I mean, we we're discussing how well, like a player who has scored goals and has. Is a professional footballer, how well he kicks a ball. I mean, I feel like this this level of scrutiny that we're putting him under, he just seems to be a bit sort of like do we, does anyone do you know? I can't think of a player in my time supporting United where the criticism's been amped up to this level? Of... Well then there's
1: there's there's very few players, John, that we've spent twenty plus million on in our lifetimes oh. as a United player. And I know that is small fry in the Premier League today, but ultimately we've paid twenty million for a player. Who isn't delivering in Championship football either? So I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying we should we should analyse him to death or pull him apart like a rag doll. But equally, he, he's there to be considered and and scrutinised.
0: Of but also, he's not going anywhere, is he? No one's going to buy him. In so, fairness, John, a few weeks ago you were
3: you were potentially saying you were potentially saying that Berger was one of the worst signings we'd ever made. Exactly. So we're, we're kind of we're we're only kind of doing the same sort of thing as you were. Yeah, no, I know. i doing I'm with Berger. Crying.
0: I'm just trying to like ration it in my head. Because statistically, in terms of goal contributions, is Burger is Burger the is Burger the same? Is Burger any like is Burger's like for the money we spent on him in terms of assists and goals?
2: I wonder if Burger's played as many games and scored nearly as many goals as McBurney
0: for United. Burger scored He's three goals for of- United, hasn't he? How many? I can't think of. I'd say I can think of three. The one against Tottenham in the Premier League. The one um, scored against Liverpool,
2: didn't he? He Scored, against, Liverpool. scored um, against Preston this season. So it's probably scored what? Four or five at the most? Scored
1: three in 46.
2: Three in 46. Going to
1: Wikipedia.
2: How many's McBurney scored? McBurney has scored.
1: Seven and
0: 80.
2: Seven, seven and 80.
0: 80. As a striker. Between, yeah.
3: Between 46, seven and 80, like you say, well, as a striker. All,
0: all I wanted to do, boys, is to try to rationalise in my own head, because I just feel like, I do think the criticism seems to be amped up. And well, why don't you just marry him, down. John? Why don't you just <laughs> marry him? You love him so much, why don't you just marry him? Because I don't think he'd leave his missus, and having seen her, I wouldn't if I were him either.
1: And, and, he, and he doesn't like much for John Stato-like purple silk dressing gown he's wearing tonight as he's dishing the stats out.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's quite a turn. <laughs> um, no, I'm, uh, I, I'm just trying to... I just I just thought some of those were interesting. I don't know. I... I'd, I'm, do, I'm not going to walk around really smug if he all of a sudden does start scoring and 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 I'm not going to be all smug either.
1: No, I, I guess, all right, uh, to ask you a, a sort of fair question by John, if he got a run of the next three or four games, because I've heard it said that he lost a stone through illness post-COVID and that's affected him sort of fitness-wise and getting back into the team. So there's an argument saying at the minute, and I'll, 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 I'll add some balance on, which I, which I haven't added, you know, I've been very imbalanced in my view so far. So there's an argument that says he's not fully fit. We're playing him because more out of necessity at the moment with injuries to Brewster, McGoldrick. You know, we, we need to give him more and more game time than we perhaps would have. If he got a run in the side now of three, four games, do, we, do you think he would contribute a goal? Do you think something would come from that?
0: I don't know. Because you'd like I think as a side when we click, we create plenty of chances. And as a striker, if you score, score more. But I wouldn't want him to be playing in place of sharp to to have that run necessarily. I just feel that maybe everything that I've said combined with what you say, as somebody who's not the start, we're not talking. He's not starting every game and he's costing us. He's been he's he's come back into this side where we've been on this run. Now look at someone like Jack Robinson. People had him down as one of the worst center halves we've ever had. And he's and he's <laughs> had a run in the side and turned that round. Jack Robinson Definitely. cost a couple of million quid. I get the money thing. I don't know. I'm just just trying do to we, do him. we think that Bottom actually fancies McBurney.
3: Deep I down, think, do we think he actually fancies him? If if we had if he had every striker fit, if Kids was fit, if Brewster was fit. Do we think he fancies McBurney, or is he having to play him out of necessity now? And because of that, he's he's basically trying to play him into form. And, to, and obviously he's talking him up and saying, you know, goals will come, I'm not worried. I think And, and that obviously game leads game into there. what do we think happens at the end of the season with him?
2: I think playing him into form, I think for definite. I think he's having to through necessity, whether he fancies him or not. The fact that Jebbison's come back and hasn't had a minute on the pitch yet... Makes me wonder whether yeah he does fancy him. Otherwise,
1: Jefferson might have replaced him by now. He talked about what he he talked about the other things he brings to the side. And well oh, I saw some criticism of Eckingbottom's press conference comments earlier today, saying he can't believe what he's saying. Well, I suppose he's in that he's in an invidious situation. He isn't going to go to a press conference and slag off one of his strikers, like you say, who he's probably having to play, who may not have been his first choice, but you know, part of a squad he's inherited. He's not going to turn around and say he's shy. But equally, you know, the fact he does get the game time, he, he obviously sees something he does bring to it that, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, and there's a reason Jebison was on loan in League One, whatever form he was in, and heckly, but I'm seeing enough of him over the years just, just doesn't fancy giving him that start.
3: Do we think he's part of the long-term plan as well? So next season, you know, Sharp's going to be... 37. But Jebberson's gonna have whatever game time he gets between now and the end of season, full preseason, and Brewster hopefully will come back fit after he's up. Do we do we think he's he's here next season or do we think we try to again we you know we've said potentially if we don't go up, there might be some trimming of the wage bill. Do we think he's a prime candidate for trying to offload?
1: If we don't go up, he's a player we need to keep. And give that opportunity to. If we go up, I think in a way that makes it harder for him. It
2: well, already is. First season in the Premier League, he was a it was ample. He did score a few goals in that first his first season in the Premier League. He looked like he could cause teams trouble. Is that it, which indicates there is a player in there? It's just not coming out.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say him, Fleck, and a. a trying to think if there's anyone else but him and Fleck are the ones they've never recovered post-covid to any form, sort of form I would say post the original like lockdown they're the two that we've not seen any like Fleck why he got brought on on Saturday for three minutes I don't know but like McBurney like, like, but Fleck's contributed more than McBurney in that time but he, he was injured he was injured and on and off last season, it seemed as well, didn't wasn't it? So <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like we've become as a f- fan base quite transfixed on the fact that he's not doing this, that, and the other. Yet, I don't know. I, just I, I, I tell you what doesn't here. what doesn't
1: help what doesn't help him, John. And I know it's not been as as live an issue in recent months. Is how he conducts himself outside well, of outside of playing for United.
2: I think somebody's talked to him.
1: Yeah, He's, there's a change there. I'll give him that.
2: Sona has changed on social media. Yeah. And. But I that. No, he, he blocked me a while ago. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I seem to remember you'd not actually put it. You'd not certainly not added him or anything. When it. A no, tweet. he obviously searched. Yeah, either searches his own name or
0: someone's. Someone's bubbled on me. Well, if he searches his own name, I'm surprised he's not bloody having a long, hard look at some train tracks and considering going for a walk. If you looked at some some of our fans fans say about him, crying out loud. Um, mm-hmm. But Dan, I mean, it's you. You blocked by quite a few people, aren't you, mate? Just because you've given them a few own truths over the years, and that one or two, crazy. yeah, yeah, want one, one or two. I think okay, like, I
1: think blocked Dan about five or six years, or well, at least <laughs> seven years ago, before I knew him.
0: Well, uh, Dan, we'd had
1: a set two at some point.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, um, well, I, I wanted to present a different argument, and can I also just say, I think in a lot of games where he's played, he's been ineffective, uh, but. Like, I don't know, we're actually at a situation where we're talking about, you know, it, I, it, what's going to be the next, like, level? Like, people saying that, oh, I don't know, with like, criticism of effort. Like, it'd be like I I just feel it's gone, he, he's, he's got to a situation where it's just, like, a bit ridiculous. And I don't know. I think if on Friday it would be very interesting what the eleven is. I'd be shocked if he was in it. But then
2: again... I, <laughs> I think yeah. he'll, I think he'll start
3: Friday.
2: Yeah, yeah, David. Up, yeah.
3: up front or behind
2: Sharp? Up front with Sharp, I think. At, Hakeem bottom's nothing if he's not a little bit stubborn in terms of trying to prove people wrong. He's done it recently. He did it with the changes after we drew through the game. or get away against Preston. He made exactly the same changes at two The following, you don't game. think you'll bring?
3: You don't think you'll bring Gibbs White and Burger back in and go with? them two behind Sharp as he's
2: kind of done before? I, I guess it depends on Gibbs White's fitness doesn't it? I think Berger will come back in for sure. I mean Gibbs White was a, he said it was a dead leg didn't he so oh.
3: hopefully that should be that, that should have righted itself by Friday. Shouldn't
2: it? Yeah this having this week off could have been a real big bonus for us.
1: There's a regroup there's a re- refresh isn't there? You know in a way it's a shame it's not a wait till Saturday but there's not much difference between Friday night and Saturday afternoon, I guess.
0: I also like I like I want I wanted to do well, but I just I just want United to do well. And I don't think we need to be I, I just feel like we're a bit over we've gone it's a bit over the top and a bit I don't know. I get all the I I get both sides of the argument. I just thought it was interesting to present something from a different and I like, I'll I'll support anyone who wears United as a uh, United shirt as I'm sure you all are but you know like he just I can't remember like a player that's had this much negative I, energy I, towards him.
2: I, I would say that there's always one. I think there's always one that's getting the majority of the pelters and it's not always necessary.
0: It was there probably always, that's been, before me.
2: Age, age watching United there's always been a terrace villain amongst United fans
1: yeah I, I, I don't think he's ever copped the level of Pelters Jordan Stewart got for instance
2: <laughs> yeah but that was amazing I've never seen anybody make themselves fall over twice in the same game swinging a middle of a ball
3: <laughs> and yeah. then deny it and question then... him on it yeah uh, deny it when he got when he got called out on it on Twitter never did, no, did <laughs> mate. I'm really sorry but you did
0: Yeah, that was one of Blackwell's tactics to put him on the right wing at one point that I particularly enjoyed. Well, we're talking about Jordan Stewart, did you hear the bit on Under the Cosh about him signing for United?
2: No. He'd agreed at a fee with Terry Robinson, Turry, as to how much was going to be his weekly wage. The contract letter came through and United had ended up paying him more than what he'd shook his hand on, which (laughs) is... So typically united for
0: that era. <laughs> Is that so, the one where so, he was having a? He had a great time. Him and Darius were out every night. Him and Henderson yes. were out all time. Christ!
1: Yeah. It's just like Fat Terry going back when uh, I say 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 I offered him five for five, 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 fifteen grand. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful! How's he? How's he got? He's one of those people. Fat Terry, how did he get a career in football administration? The man was a clown.
3: But he keeps popping up. He's one of those names where you yeah. think, Oh, yeah, surely they've seen through him now. And then every so often you see you hear administrator Terry Robinson, you think, Jesus Christ, he is like the third that won.
1: <laughs> I, I went I went to a fan forum once and and it was during the, the Terry Robinson era, and he was taking questions. And I asked him a question. And he, he was comp- I was not he was lying. But his answer was just utter bullshit. I wish i got it. It's a long time. I can't remember the question. And so I said, but that's not right, is it? And I questioned him and challenged him back. And he flustered a bit. And then whoever was hosting kind of moved the question on. He came up to me afterwards. I went, I'm sorry, son. I hope you don't think I was lying to you there, son. I, 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 it, wasn't, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. I went, well, what's the answer? It was something about the way the club was being run. And I, I knew the numbers. And it he, he was just completely... He was flustered that someone had asked him an actual decent question. The man, the was a, a clown. back to oh, so. the one
2: that instigated chucking the cow walker in for a pack of biscuits on the Cattle Norton deal as well. Probably was. Thinking? Probably yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, the the whole one link between Jordan Stewart, McBurney, and it all is. So we do make some spectacularly bad decisions with money as a football club because. If Wilder had got the actual stri- when we signed McBurney, if he'd got the one we wanted and got Maupai for however many more thousand pounds a week, I I just think we possibly would still be in the Premier League. He's he still looks very good, but thing Mountai is one of those strikers. He seems to miss a lot of chances as well as score. Uh, hence, why Brighton actually flirted with relegation last season before then this season, like tickling the balls of Europe early on in the season. But, yeah, I mean, I think with this, it'd be interesting to revisit it in a a week or two's time when there's been more matches played and McBurney's helped Putin take Kiev. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) that's possibly the only atrocity he's still got less to commit in the eyes of some. Um, But, yeah, Friday night, we're playing one of our, well... Our Forest arrival. I don't think we like him very much, but it's a big game. You'll get 15-year-old I not mean, are...
2: even in the minor strike shouting
0: scabs at him. So that yeah, you'll be... get some 19-year-old kids shouting scab,
3: who I've got absolutely no idea why they're shouting scab, which is always a bit a bit cringy.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they should do a full get uh, John Garrett to voice over a social commentary on Thatcherism. For 15 minutes on a big screen before whilst the players are warming up to give some context. Uh that might be good John would be amazing at that. He's 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 uh he's a funny, funny man, and he's he's very, very, very right on as well as Mr. G. But yeah, um Forrest, the scabs at home. Um I think we're gonna win on Friday. I don't know why, I do. I'll echo that. I think
2: one-one. I think it'll be the same result as it was at their place—a one-one draw. I think they'll score, but I'm going United two-one.
1: I would go United two-one, and it's more probably a little bit of hope. But I think, like you said, the rest—I think the rest will do as good this week and regroup.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I—I I, I think when it comes to the the game on Friday, if we, we could almost do with Johnson going through. If create a fantasy scenario, Johnson goes through, dives in front of the cop, no one touches him, it's a penalty. Fodgingham saves the pen, not necessarily that like word for word, but some incident like that inside 10 minutes, and the roof will go off Grammar Lane.
2: That's what happened for the Blackburn game, really, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, agree,
2: yeah. but you know, it got the atmosphere up. It reminded me a bit of the Derby game a few years ago. If you remember the Derby game on Boxing Day, similar sort of thing, wasn't it?
0: I think yeah, right. the crap, yeah. Like,
2: Goal two games I've missed.
0: amazing chip against Derby, didn't he? That was really, really deft. Or was that Brentford? Those yeah, was, two games that season were yeah. both pivotal in us getting promoted because we were like those backs against the wall wins at home, where you don't really have any right to be win, win, end up winning the game, but you're at home, so you just do. Yeah, we, we're and, always
3: better. We're always better as a crowd when the, something's gone against us or the the chips are down. We're always. We always function better as a crowd when, when we think we're uh, we're on the end of a, an
1: injustice or something like that. I just wish we could be like that a bit more from the start. Friday night's a perfect night. I I, I think, I said after the Blackman game, I think we're going up. I got a similar feeling to the West Brom win. It felt like that kind of win that kind of then kickstart something. Now, you can argue it, it faltered straight away on, on Saturday. But, if we can keep touch wood, some of these players fit, I think I think we're going up. I, I genuinely believe that. And what the crowd have got a m- massive part to play in that. Because this week alone, we've got two huge games. We've got Bournemouth to come as well. We, it, it just needs... No, it's, not, it's a bitty. cliche, but it needs Fortress Bramall Lane. It, it needs it to be like... a Cup tie, every game to the end of the season.
3: Yes, yeah. and, and that's pretty much what it's going to be like, isn't it? Because, you know, every time we...
1: we I know we've got a lot of
3: home games left, but every time we lose one, it, it, the chances of us making the playoffs and getting promoted recede quite significantly. So it is... And, and every time we win one, the next one then becomes even more and more important. If we we win on Friday, that then that suddenly the, the pressure of the season moves on to... Onto the following Tuesday. So, yeah, you're right. We we almost, we have, I know it's a cliche, like you said, we've got whatever it is, eight cup finals left. Is it eight, eight home games we've got left?
2: Yeah, I think it yeah.
0: is, yeah. Well, yeah, Phil, eight Phil cup finals. It. And I know it's a cliche, but that, that's kind of where we are, really. One, but one pod ago, I think Phil said, the season's either going to pit her out or we're going to go out and run and actually it's going to be really exciting. And I think that, that enthusiasm and optimism actually started to come true to an extent. And I think what is so good about our players, every one of them pretty much that's involved in, in key, well, not every one of them, but a good spine of the team have done this before. Your experienced player in central defence, your experienced player in the middle of the park and, you, and your talismanic striker and your captain, were all there last time. We were involved in a fight to get promoted. Now, obviously, playoffs is complete lottery, and we'll see that. But if we're able to get anything like 10 to 11 points out of the next five games, we're right in the mix. And everyone just needs to, everyone needs to just like have a bit of perspective on that as well. Because ironically, we could probably win the next two games, but then lose at home to Barnsley, because football is mental. And we don't, there's, no reason, there's no rhyme or reason... But the, it happens, you know? You What's watch... the
1: name of the pod? There you go. Football <laughs> is mental.
0: Football <laughs> is mental, but yeah. I mean, we're trying to keep it short and snappy to an hour, guys. I think we've done that. I, uh, I feel like we had a good chat there about the, uh, the bearded number nine. But I think, we, I think with all the grief still, we're very, very upbeat about how things are going. 100%. Yeah, absolutely.
3: You know, losing on Saturday was a blip, but it didn't, like I say, it didn't feel to me like the wheels have come off the season. Like Phil said, it was just felt like one game too far in that particular run. So
0: bit of a rest, bit of a regroup this
3: week and and, and go
0: again, start another run up. And and Dan said a draw, the rest of us said a win. But beyond obviously Friday, what do we rather than saying where we're we going to finish, how many points in the next five, I'm going to say United will get eleven from the next five, which Based on what you said earlier, Dan would mean that we're actually undefeated in that spell, and actually not giving away giving away things. Even though winning four and losing one would be better, I'm going to go for eleven points. I'm going to go ultra positive. I'd be I'd be I'd be amazed if we do, but I'd look, if we've got eleven or more points, what about the rest of you? We get
2: eleven or more points in the in the month of March, so that's our next five games, right? I think I think we'll be snapping at the heels of the top two. Top. When I say the top two, I mean second because Fulham all long the yeah. But Yeah. Um bournemouth has
1: got a fixture backlog now, and they've got
2: yeah, injuries. And they've got to come to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think I think we'll have done well to get ten.
3: Yeah. I, I, I think nine, and, and and if it's nine points, and that's an unbeaten nine points, so two wins, three draws. I think that'd be a decent month.
1: I'll take 9, 10, 11, 15.
0: <laughs> but we get, no. we get, if we get it 15, I'm having some fob status quo tattoo, and I'm going to have to, can, I'm to, have to that, change. We've this. all heard this. has been recorded, and everybody's holding into that if it happens. I said some sort of. I didn't say a specific... I'm not getting, like, the quo logo.
1: No, not having a, not having a, not having a picture of Francis Rossi.
0: Is that yeah. in with the? I actually saw them at Glastonbury once. They were they're quite fun actually. Quite when I saw them at Glastonbury, one of them's dead. Are they both dead? One's dead, definitely.
3: Yeah, Francis Ross's deviated septum tattooed somewhere. I read an interview once where he said he was in the shower once, and he was washing his face, and his septum fell on the floor because he'd done that much coke. <laughs> he felt some it's his foot in shower and Charlie looked down. His septum had fallen out of his nose.
2: Is it Daniela
3: Westbrook? Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, so basically sorry, spoke but... over years. The middle bit of, of his face had just fallen off. New pod
1: title: Francis Ross's deviated septum. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs>
3: dear!
2: Um,
0: Directions, honestly, They'll never change. I mean, <laughs> I re- <laughs> what were you? What were you meaning that then?
3: Do you know what, I have absolutely no idea, and it's years since I read it, it's years, but I, it's just, it's always stuck in my mind, and it's always something, when I'm watching my face in the shower, every so often it comes, it pops in my head, and I think, what if I look down and the middle bit of my nose were on the floor, how bad would that be? I mean, thankfully,
0: Dan, since we've been you're a little
2: as I know, Dan, so like, chances are you to <laughs> pretty slim. Yeah,
0: 50 kilometres <laughs> running a week, doesn't drink, and then, oh... It's all been supported <coughs> by an incredibly large coke cabinet, A it's massive coke cabinet. that's getting me through. <laughs> Explains why you get blocked by people on Twitter for these microaggressions. <laughs> and then don't did,
2: remember it.
1: Did it Did it go down the drain? Did it go down, down, deeper and down?
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> he felt like so. <laughs> on that, that note... Ian has returned us to the status quo of the terrible bad jokes, and I put one in there. But it, boy, it's been great catching up as always. Some it, it, what I love about having a chat with you three, it's my turn to basically be on the, dare I say, the receiving end of a different difference of opinion this week. But we never all agree, but we all are blades, and we, then it's it's great to have a chat. So hope anyone who's listened and survived the status quo chat. He's still with us, but um... oh, one last shout out: the picture of Daniel Jebberson last night at Burton Albion. He was wearing a Scarface hoodie, and a good friend of ours, Paul, said, "Let's hope that's the only comparison with McBurney uh, that there is." So yeah, <laughs> so that's a good one. If anyone else with beady eyes noticed that, uh, but the eyes, Chico, they never lie, apparently. So anyway, without any further ado, all the bikes, all the bikes. The trainers, Joe. What these? No, mate. I've had them for years. Just got them back from being clean. Look really good, don't they? Yeah, really? Is that a thing? Honestly, they look new, mate. They look class. Yeah, it's a thing. Really reasonable, too. them done at this place called Glistening Kicks. They're in Sheffield. Fellas have blade too. Oh, nice one. That says buying new ones, doesn't it? How do I find them? I've got a few pairs neat need looking at myself. Absolutely. Save, save me, someone who's got a bit of a trader for headship, an absolute fortune. You can get them on social media, like most things these days on Twitter at glistening kicks and Instagram at glistening underscore kicks or they have a website www.glisteningkicks.co.uk. Give them a shout. The process is dead easy. They collect them safely and then drop them back off with you. And if you take them round yourself, that process could be even quicker. Um they look, feel and smell like new and it's I'm I'm absolutely chuffed and I'm already looking at what pairs I'm going to take down um next to have them look at for us.
2: Nice one. Cheers for that. I'm going to get on to them straight away. What was their Insta again? At glistening underscore kicks.
0: That's the one. Really good service, and I couldn't recommend it enough to any blades. Brilliant. Nice one. All the blades.